Hey everyone, this is Tom. I just wanted to give a quick shout out this week to another wonderful podcast on our D20 Radio network of shows. This week is one of my personal favourites, Everyone Renewed. They are a fantastic D&D actual play podcast set in my personal favourite D&D setting of all time, Everyone. They are a very entertaining and very skilled group. So if you like actual plays, and if you listen to us then I assume that you do, please go and check them out. And if you do, and you like what you hear, and you have the means, then perhaps consider contributing to their Patreon. Because they are nearing a pretty big Patreon goal of 50 members, and if they get there they have promised to livestream the finale of their current campaign. So check them out, and please consider signing up. You can find them and many other great podcasts on the D20 Radio Network of Shows. Thank you. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. So you wander on upstairs and you can see that Carlene is sitting there waiting patiently for you and also staring at the uh, the corner table because Grandma Locke is currently there polishing Nim. Unsurprisingly, it is Nim. And so she's just there going... Like spitting on a rag and just sort of, and, and Nim is just sort of there gesturing at her as like, yes, 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 yes. But look, you'll be nice and clean. If you're going to be a gift for my grandchildren, I want you to look the part. I love look, her. Look at, look at it. Look at it. Sorry, he. Look at he. Isn't yeah. he wonderful? And so like Nim just like skittles over and just like waves at you excitedly and then says, thank you so much for organizing this. I almost don't dare to ask, but would I be able to have a workbench and craft things? Would you let me make things? I promise I will not make anything too complicated. All, you know, uh, living. Animals only. Animals? I mean, I may make animals. Yeah, what did we agree on? We agreed animals were okay. No, no, no replications of, of himself. No, animals only. Yeah, small animals only. Small I, think. Animals I think that's what we agreed on. Like, small animals, nothing bigger than a dinner plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll hold up the plate. I think that's what uh, that's what we agreed on. Because the animals, because they don't have souls, that's okay. They don't go wrong. It's only when he tries to create sapient things that he went... Not souls, sorry, sapients. I think also if he creates big animals that can... Also go bad, yeah. Nothing bigger than a dinner plate. Yes. I would like to be someone's bodyguard. Whom needs the most guarding <gasps> the kids yeah props the kids actually yeah, at this point kids. yeah the kids <laughs> <laughs> that will love damn him. it <laughs> that will love him yeah and he's quite childlike himself isn't no, he? no 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 I, I'm, I am entrusted to you it must be one of you why are you looking at me because you have this look on your face I don't know if you know that you're doing it because but... you're as tall as my boots aww no, I gave it away. <laughs> so he, so yeah, he. Well, I guess we all just look at each other and shrug, and just kind of stands next to Izzy, and then, <gasps> and then says, "Please tell me what became of my creation." Um. Um. We. He fled the scene of another crime. We chased him. He tried to kill Jez, and we deactivated him. Okay, so he, n- he nods and says, "Sorry, but he was wrong." No, no, you are. You are correct. He was not right. Hmm. That just animals, right? Just animals. <laughs> okay, great stuff. We'll give him that point and finger, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. So, with that, he'd have a bench in um, the, our, our, um, in the tower? 
Yeah. Oh, in, in the tower. Or, we know like, yeah, in that training room, room the workroom. Yeah. I've got like we've got the potions and things. He's just like a work workbench over to the side. Well, if he's gonna be, is his body? Oh, yeah, I suppose it makes sense for him to be near. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, in the house though, mostly rather yeah. than yeah. wandering around on adventures yeah, 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 with you. Yeah, yeah. With that, then we we'll, we shall uh, move forward to the next day after a very weary evening. You finally get some sleep and in so doing have leveled up of course but we'll be taking our downtime after we sort out a couple of quick bits of business the following day the following day is a beautiful beautiful spring day the entire opposite of yesterday the clouds are gone there is not a single cloud in the sky the sun is beautiful and warm without being oppressive and hot even as we are getting closer to summer the wind is cool and fresh rather than being oppressive and gale forcey. in the morning of course however the fog has rolled in and we have that old London town look as we you know see all of you downstairs in the tavern the first bit of business is we are going to pan the camera over to the corner and we will see uh, Izzy and Lyle mm-hmm. sitting across from Nalmo Raz. She sits there just kind of sipping on a watered down mug of ale for the morning as she tucks into some of your beautiful seafood breakfast. And you, you, you effectively have like a, a scrambled eggs with lobster dish that she's really, Ooh, she's nice. really, really tucking into. You know, I must say, before we even get into anything else, you run a really, really good tavern. Have you, you have you had the uh, the seafood to duck in yet? <laughs> so we'll say oh, that. special tea. So you walk here as well. She says, <laughs> I, I saw that abomination listed on the menu and I decided to not kill myself with food poisoning today. Smart choice. You're, you're lost, to be honest. Yeah. Whatever, that's fine. Jess, as you know, you're always welcome to join the Harpers, but for the next conversation, it'll be Harpers only. All right, fine. I guess I'll just go sit in the corner here. Okay, with that, you, you move away. <laughs> well, there's been a lot happening. I'd like to get a sense of what's been happening with you. I understand that you may have probably a few things to tell me, yes? All right, so I'm going to be talking as I as I write down something. Okay, perfect, yes. What I'm talking about is uh, pretty much around uh, the nimble rod that blew up the front of the tavern, the death mm-hmm. of Agatha, the, the training paladin, the apprentice paladin. Of course. That the uh, Grindelwalds do appear to be uh, part of some larger cult that is worshipped to Asmodeus, mm-hmm. and that there may be some sort of connection either to the Zentarum or to the Xanathar Guild. Mm-hmm. What I'm writing down is that we have the stone of mm-hmm. galore we oh, have one right. of the eyes nice and we are handling this okay and i'm also writing down that the xanathar know that we have the stone and one of the eyes and if there's anything that and they he can is do, handling this if we can <laughs> if he can do anything to uh if, if the harvest can do anything to either keep that knowledge hidden or to give us warning if uh, xanathar becomes aware that speak freely talman is our home it would be appreciated okay that's great so she she looks down and her eyes get wide as you finish the note and and uh, and pass it to her mm-hmm. she folds it up very deftly and palm and palms it into her sleeve and says interesting so a lot's been happening then she says very pointedly oh more than you can know well you certainly have your hands full the present time so i would not think to overburden you with many additional tasks however we do have some other things that require attention first and foremost the drow we've recently become aware of the fact that there's an organization of drow operating in the city we believe that they have an agent uh, a human, a haberdashier, goes by J.B. Nevercott. So far, any efforts to trace him have been very, very fruitless. But I strongly believe 
that this agent is probably the key to most of their workings in the city. The problem is that what alerted me to this is the fact that, as you know, mm. after you rescued the Timberlees and destroyed that particular drug den of the Zentarum, that wasn't the only one. There have been five or six. The city, the city watch has had a, quite the feather in their cap recently and accolades from the people because they've removed six drug dens scattered throughout the city. This has caused a, well, let's just say a shift. Drugs temporarily went down, but now a new drug supply has come in. And I suspect that it is in fact the drow that are doing this. The only thing linking all these different drug dens was that in most cases information was related to this uh, JB Nevercott, either through people seen associating with him or him informing the city guard uh, supposedly themselves, essentially being the source. Passes himself off as some sort of a, I suppose, information broker, but I suspect more. I suspect he's more in league with the drow than we might realise. You have had some interaction with him as well. Is there yes. anything you is there anything that you can tell me about him? Um <laughs> Yeah. Loyalty is tested. Sure is. <laughs> We've had some dealings, but we're keeping it professional. The locks might know something else. <laughs> she nods and says, Alright then very well. Well listen, I would like very much for you to look into this drow matter whenever you can. If you see any drow in any of your dealings, please come straight to me and inform me. We have to watch them. We'll keep an eye out. Yeah, we'll okay. do our best. All right then. Not a lie, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. By yeah. omission, perhaps. So she stands up and says, oh, and the uh, the dragon. Yes. Yes. Apparently, apparently the dragon has also run into some difficulties with dark elves as well. All right, well, I'll go and have a chat. In that case, she gets up and says, well, if there's nothing else, I will leave you to it, and I will see that we do everything in our power to assist you. Thank you. She nods and leaves. When Nomo is left, I'll just quickly... Izzy? Yeah? So far, as far as I'm aware, we're the only ones that would know that JB Nevercott and Jalaxel <laughs> are the same. If we let the Harpers know, and somehow yeah. Jalaxel knows this, then very much all of our... Um, I get the feeling that our relationship won't be as cordial. Mm. So we're going to sit on that just for the moment. Okay. To be honest... Things like intrigue and that sort of thing aren't really my thing. I just make the things blow up. I understand. All right. Thank you for taking the lead, by the way. Right, but you're taking the lead of the dragon. Okay. All right. I didn't do that. Okay, so it cuts to the Lock Twins and Hurst sitting at a different table. And you, and Carlene Inkfingers is there as well. And she's just doing some of your taxes, you know, for the business and whatnot. The books and she's just waterlies. Yes, exactly so. As that occurs, a, uh, a gentleman walks over. Uh, he's a, a sort of relatively medium-sized slender fellow with um, sort of sandy blonde hair and a little moustache and goatee dressed in sort of green finery, dressed like a either a very, very upper, upper middle-class craftsman or perhaps a lower-tier noble. He sits down you know, next to you and says, um, Hello, how are you? Uh... And grins. Do we know you? Oh, I should certainly think so. The my, hat, Jed. And, and he reaches forward and says, How could you forget me, my darling? And you realise it is uh, Jalaxel. And he uh, goes to take your hand and tries to kiss it. Ooh, uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> I've had a lot of eyes on my Nevercon persona recently, so I'm uh, relaxing it and using it only periodically. Uh, I assume that this kind of like outfit of a person is also attractive as well. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I don't. Hey. I, I feel like he couldn't get into the mindset no, of someone right. who wasn't yeah. attractive. He would just. He, he couldn't roleplay that. I like. Yeah. I like that he, 
It's very telling about him that he thinks there's a mindset of an unattractive person. Yeah. Yeah. So, alien intellect. <laughs> so, no, he's, he's a, he, he looks a bit like Carrie Elwes. If you picture basically Carrie Elwes uh, as Robin Hood, and that's kind of what we're, what, what, what we're, what we're rocking here. Right, I love how that just like made everyone go, whoa. It's just like, Robin Hood. Okay. I can speak with a British accent. He's so my wonderful darling. Please tell me, my, my man reported that you had some trouble last night. Is everything okay? Uh... <laughs> it is It is now, for now, I think. Good, good. Uh, and was your endeavours profitable? Did you manage to retrieve anything of note? We did. What did we decide on telling him here out of game? It was that we weren't going to give him any information as such, but basically we're happy to... Well, this is what I think we discarded. Mm-hmm. We're happy to ally with him. Mm-hmm. With the Adventure for Golos, we're going to find the treasure, mm-hmm. and he will get the goodwill that he wants from handing it over, mm-hmm. even though he will probably never actually be in physical possession okay. of the gold. So we're, we're not going to... Mm-hmm. We want his help, information. support, information, keeping the Zents and Xanathar off our back. Essentially what's already been happening, mm-hmm. you know, but we're keeping what we have cards low, but mm-hmm. that is our goal to find it, but we will give you what you want when we do. Great. Yep. Things are progressing nicely, actually. I think things are well in hand. Do you have any idea what they were so desperate to retrieve from these Grawlhunds? Yes. As much as I'd like to be straightforward with you, we've decided that it's safest for both us and for you, and who you associate with at this time, to maybe not reveal all of the details of our endeavours. Oh, don't worry about me, my sweet. I love danger. Clearly... Um, and that's, that's worked <laughs> out for you so far. And what is greater than the danger of the unknown? This is what you will be, as we're not going to tell you anything. I was going to say, he loves danger, that's why he's ordered the monster to duck and monstrosity <laughs> oh, on no, no, you. you know cats. No, I, sorry, I think the danger in this situation is flirting with Jess. <laughs> He's a high five. <laughs> I just high five. Most her. Doesn't, wait, Whether he does or not, I'm high fiving you. You just hold your hold your hand, and out. then I sort of put it up against his face. He <laughs> says, "Now to the much more important matter. Then, will you and I be working together <laughs> closely? I hope. As do I, Monsieur. Oh my God. As do I. Okay. He leans forward and he, he leans forward and says, "Please meet me tonight at my boat. I would like to uh, make dinner for you." Dinner. You want to make dinner. Indeed. I'm quite the cook. Is it just the three of us? Yes. Yeah. I lean over to Nick and I'm like, can you tell me why everyone just sort of does this whole dancing around thing in regard to sex? Like, <laughs> they're terribly. The halflings did it, these two are doing it. Like, you just have sex. That's right. You go, up to, you go up to your changeling paramour and be like, I want you to turn it to this person tonight and then you just go at it. I don't get it. <laughs> do you do that with the. Sure do. Huh. <laughs> Colleen, Colleen uh, cries out in alarm. And for a split second, you think, oh my gosh, what's happened? Like she, she stabbed herself or has something hit her like you, you're really worried but you realise all, all that's happened is that she has a really nice pen like a sort of a fountain pen type thing she breaks and just looks at it with utter dismay mm. and just goes that was my that was my pen that was my father's pen oh no 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 unless she tries to sort of put it together do you um, have mint? yes alright I call out to uh, Lyle I'm like, Lyle we need you to save the day again. <laughs> this one's right in your wheelhouse. Ba- back to me, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Always. I, I, would, I would love to accept your offer. Lovely. Uh, I will see you there after sunset. Okay. Should I bring wine? I have plenty. Okay. <laughs> okay, with that, he, he stands and gives... And Not gives. invited, Hurst. Stop looking at me. <laughs> he gives a little bow and says, Oh, hello, I'm just a human leaving this tavern I am. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is what they're like. <laughs> that is so them. And all the actually none of us are human. And we're all enjoying a good laugh. Oh, no, expensive guys. humans. You guys are about halfway there. It's so funny. Okay, so so he leaves then. <laughs> and, so uh, them. I think he's about as bad as lying as I am. Um. So with that, he he as he's leaving. However, he deftly passes you a a note. A note. Very good. Can I read that as I um, make my way towards Carleen with all speed? Nice. To cement our new alliance, part of me suspects that you may be the most sceptical. <laughs> Allow me to present a gift for you to cement our relationship. I look like I want to hand the note over to Hearst because I feel like he's even more sceptical about this than I am. Hearst just doesn't... Like, Hearst, I got, you, I got some help. Hearst doesn't, Hearst doesn't express it like express <laughs> doubt because he can't cover it. As he's, as he's leaving, he turns to the door and says, time for me to go and enjoy a nice human stroll down the city streets. Oh, oh my God, I we love, do love We do love the sunshine, he says, like, good squinting. <laughs> What's the so? What is the, he's looking to you for? Yes. For just I, I guess for a nod or a shake of the head. Uh, okay. So is there anything else in this note or whatever? It no, was that's that it. Was, it was just hey, l- let me give you a gift. It, it's it's hastily yeah. scrawled, but done very okay. very very discreetly. I'll give him a nod. Okay, with that he leaves. All right, and then next I make my way over to Carleen and take a look at this pen. Okay. Yeah. So the pen the pen is broken, but okay. you know a, a good Will amend a good use of men. I mean, not entirely because it was pretty badly broken, but I reckon really? you can get it together properly. I mean, it'll. It, it might just have a little tiny, a little tiny, almost imperceptible crack on the end. That's that's, that should be fixable with men, as I understand it. Oh, actually, no, that, that that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah obviously, it's a, my imagining is like the level of force that she was putting on there. I imagine she overheard Hurst talking about the little dance <laughs> that Halflings did. Yes, exactly. So, so I, it's <laughs> no city dwellers. They yeah. you guys have hang-ups about sex. <laughs> You do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Uh, I'm sorry. What's what, what's your relationship status again, Hurst? Uh, I don't think sex has anything to do with relationships. Okay. Oh, he has you there. Well, that just sounds like an easy excuse to me. And then <laughs> I take I take Carleen's hands and I place them over um, the pen that I place my hands over hers. To join them together. Nice. And the pen is mended, and she beams at you, gives you a kiss, and then goes back to taxes immediately. That's <laughs> So, oh, well, you actually saved the day this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. The best part is he doesn't even know about how you had to be rescued out of that burning building. Sounds like Lyle. For those Poor Lyle, he's been cooking. Just want to point out that the only time of you know. The only time that seems to happen is when my teammates are either content to abandon me or push me off, push me off the floor onto the pavement. We'll get better teammates then. <laughs> <laughs> you notice how no one else finds themselves in those situations. <laughs> With that, all of a sudden, outside for those that have the highest of perception scores, namely oh, those that are over twenty. That is not me. Which is two of you, I believe. Yes. Mm. Great. Mm. You you actually hear what sounds like a crash and a curse coming from. Sort of out, out near towards where the firewall was, frankly. Uh, it, it's not necessarily like, you know, screams of pain and torture or anything like that. It's more, it, it, honestly, it sounds like someone knocked over some furniture and then swore really loudly about it. There's just something inhuman about the voice. The voice didn't quite sound like a sort of a human voice, per se. I mean, to be fair, that's not quite the alarming thing that it is in our real world, is this it? Is, no, no, honestly, that's very true. So it's up to you whether you respond. Say, when you say inhuman, do you mean it sounds like a gnome or it sounds like no, animalistic? No, it's sort of a deep guttural I, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think, because Hurst 
I don't know if you'd be able to tell that Hurst was a orc just from listening to him necessarily. Like, if you couldn't see him, would you know he was an orc? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. It's the guttural thing you do. It would make me think that, you know, you're, you're probably quite a... I suppose. And I, I imagine that both the half-elves probably talk with us. You know, every now and then there's this yeah. lyrical note to our voice. Yeah. You know, they just kind of... But like, there's the things, like, some races have... True, uh, yeah, tells. Tells. Yeah. And, and then that, that happens in our world as well. But it doesn't guarantee it. No, true, true. So... No. Yeah. Moving on. So, do you Sorry. respond or not? You don't have to, of yeah. course. Well, when you say perceptions are over 20, what are you talking about there? Uh, 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 passive perceptions? Yeah. Yes. 21. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, so, you, so you two hear this. Okay, and in which case, I'm going to investigate. Yeah, we're Great. Okay, so when yeah. you so, so you get up and leave, I assume the rest tell of us, you... Or is it like, I'll go, what? What was that? And then make my way Oh, but that would be oh, enough yeah. to make me follow sure. then. All right, then. So we'll say that all five of you mm. then get up and start to make your way through the streets. The fog surrounds you and you can see that, you know, it's still a bit of... It's only the next day after the fireball. So the the first thing that hits you as you come out and go on to this corner of the street is just how empty it all looks. Oh, this looks... There's a really so somber... A really somber sort of sad feeling that washes over you when you realise that Short and Sweet are not playing their music there on the corner mm. that the elderly delightful woman is not there selling her baked goods the, the burns and the, the blackened bricks and stones on the ground are all very very stark in the early morning sun you realise now that you're there that where the noise was coming from was from the tiger's eye Uh-oh. and ah. The door, you notice, shuttered and, mm. you know, curtained as it always, always is. Yes. Just for those of you who missed that, this is the detective who we think is a Rakasha. Yes. Rakasha, so hence... Raksasha. Raksasha, you're right, sorry. A uh, rock stop. So, yes. upon getting close enough, Hurst and Lyle, you actually mm. also now can hear that what definitely sounds like sort of shuffling and fossicking and uh, effectively like people... You know, ransacking. Ransacking. And it's coming the from the basement... Did you say the door is open? The door is the door has been busted open, yeah. but it's been pulled closed. But but obviously not actually locked or closed anymore because it can't. Alright. Excellent. Not off its hinges or anything, but yeah. So that's what you see. What do you do? How uh, quickly do you want to get through the door? Quickly. Can I thunder wave the door open? Oh my Holy God. shit, yes. <laughs> I mean you, you you can just open it. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I thought it was bad or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Would Hurst do that? <laughs> or would he blow? No, the no, 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 no. If, if I could see it was slightly ajar. <laughs> it is ajar. Okay. In which case I'm gonna use I'll be using formaturgy to open yeah. it as you barrel through. It swings open as you rush in. Sorry. <laughs> Dynamic entry. <gasps> so, so first of all, you can see what really looks like the fantasy equivalent of a, you know, a private dick's office. You know, you've got oh the, my big, God, that's the big amazing. table and then some bookshelves lining the walls. Yeah. There's a couple of doors behind. There is also very, very clearly a, not a secret trap door, but just, you know, a trap door to the basement. It's one of is those. It one, it is open. It is open. Like it's got the ring on top of it. You're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. The carpet's been moved to the side. So do you descend into the basement? That's where the, the fossa king is coming from. Oh, yeah. From. Okay, well, without further ado, you make your way through the office and run down the stone stairs that lead to the, the basement area here. So in the basement, you can see that it is laid out like a beautiful bedroom. You know, there's a four-poster bed. There is some tables and chairs. You can see that there's a lot, lots of crates and, once again, more bookshelves and things like that. And as you emerge from the base of the stairs, you can hear cries of alarm from those that are down here. They hear you thundering down and you can hear them. So when you look and can see the three-spined devils and a bearded devil Ouch. that oh. are all currently tearing the bed apart in clearly in search of something, no sign unless, uh, you know, he's transformed into one of these things. But no sign of Victor Trench at all. Mm-hmm. But we know he's a, ra- 
uh, Rikasha. Well, Tabitha said that he turned into a tiger person with backwards hands. Okay. And when we threw, someone threw an item at him, mm-hmm. and he sort of did this. He caught it weirdly. He caught it back. Well, he caught it backwards essentially because yeah. mm-hmm. the illu- it's an illusion as opposed to a shape change. Exactly. Right. So, which sort of seems to confirm rather strongly yes. that that may be the truth. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, R- Rakshasas are devils. Like they're mm-hmm. literal devils. So but they're not demons, are they? So no, lawful devils. evil. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're from. So this slightly better. So are these. These are What's funny is these are devils as well. So that's a yeah. bit odd. But anyway, the point is, as soon as yeah. you emerge, it's initiative. Uh, as, as obviously that they are going to, without further ado, go to attack you. Similar to our previous conversation, you're like, oh, why would devils rob devils? You're like, yeah, I mean, you never see humans robbing humans. Well, I just yeah. like... <laughs> and also, yeah, devils are all about the infighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? But the, the question is actually, why is this devil being a private eye in the city? I guess, yeah. I mean, what's his deal? Like, yeah. the, the, he could be trying to be good, which I do not because the world mechanics. That would be but. so cool. Yeah, or he could just be living his life. He's like, this is what I do. Yeah. I just solve crime, but I charge people too much. Mm. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evil. Okay, Nadia. Yes, you. Your initiative. It is pretty good. Two. <laughs> just why? <laughs> it is pretty good. Stop. <laughs> Figure uh, it out. Just Smile. Take, take my six. word for it. This is my initiative. So high. So, oh. so Lyle is six. Nineteen. By the way, pretty good is a 19 on the dice, I should point out. It doesn't get much better. <laughs> is it? Yeah. 17. There's only one number that's higher than that. <laughs> and first. 15. Oh my. Oh my. All of you will be going before them. So, Tarika. So, three spined devils. So, these are purple winged devils that have strange, almost bird like faces and spines that run down their back. They look almost a little bit like Skeksis in a way. They have got barbed, they have little, they have little pitchforks and they've also got, you you know, that they have barbed tails which they can Mm -hmm. hurl at you essentially. Uh, Bearded devils you're familiar with because that's the devil you had a fight with in the, uh, the shoes. This one has the more classic beard, which is actually snakes, like a Medusa's oh. hair, which, you know, writhe and this seems fine. lash and smile at you. And once again, it has a huge glaive in its hand, which is it was currently using to poke the ruined mattress to try to find whatever it is they're looking for. It has got green skin and a bald head and, you know, it's sort of a stooped, almost demon orky looking monstrosity. So, Jez is definitely out first. Okay. They're all tightly packed, by the way. Excellent. I think... How far away am I from them at the moment? Like 30 feet. You, you can definitely reach any of them that you would like to reach. I feel like I might want to stay back at first. Okay. So I'm just going to go with the crossbow first. Okay, sounds uh, good. Just to go with, I don't know, the one on the left, whatever. So Is there are one you... in particular that looks more in charge? You than... know, so you know the beard devils are much more powerful than the spine devils. Okay. So there's three spine devils and one beard devil. I'll go for one of the spine devils. Okay, that sounds good. And <laughs> probably won't do anything. 12? So close though, it was armor class 13. You all have inspiration back, by the way. Woo! Uh-huh. If you wanted to reroll that. I might use it for something else. That's fine. Okay, so your crossbow belt goes wide and does not strike it. Nick. I will bonus action hide mm-hmm. behind the. Why have they seen us yet? Yes. yes. Okay. They heard you coming down the stairs. They were already look, looked up as you as you I will yeah. be up the top of the stairs. I'll move to the top of the stairs. Okay. And then I will. Okay, I'll take a shot at them. Then I'll 
move to the top of the stairs. No, I'll move up to the top of the stairs, bonus action hide, and I'll ready my action till they become engaged with an opponent in melee. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. So you, 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 yeah, okay, yeah. So you can hide, I guess, by just being up the stairs type thing. I yeah, literally, like, yeah. out of sight. Yeah, like, so that'll, that'll work once, but you can't just keep popping up and down no, the stairs because they'll, they'll, know, they'll know you're there. Or, that actually, is... no, let's do something. Sorry, I'll do something different because I just never freaking remember to do it. I will go insightful yeah. and I to give myself advantage on it. So I'll look at the, the big fellow the bearded and I will simply like look at the way he moves and everything mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes style and yep. try it. So it's my wisdom versus his charisma deception. Great. Which he probably has some of, but anyway. So that is yeah. a bad roll, but whatever. Um, Inspiration. Yeah, why not? Let's Be- do it. Nat 20. Wow. Oh, that was worth rerolling. Yes. So it definitely works. Good. So now I have advantage on him and I will just shoot. I'll still go to the top of the stairs. You don't have advantage, but you right, sneak, sneak attack. attack. Yeah, right. yeah. And then I'll go to the top of the stairs and shoot at him. Okay. Nice. Good play. With my sneak attack because he's bigger. Sounds good. He'll take a few hits to go down. That That's a two. Perfect. That's okay. I have yes. lucky. Lucky number one. Yep. That's a 12, 12 plus 7 is 19. Does that hit? Uh, it most certainly does, yes. Good. So I will oh. 3d6. And to let you know, both the spine and B devils have an armor class of 13. Good. That's, okay. that's pretty easy. That's not too bad. So I'll roll this up with now 3d6. Okay. And that is 4, plus 4 is 8, plus 7 is 15, plus my damage of 4 is 19. 19, good. Okay, so your crossword quarrel flies over the head of a very surprised looking spine devil and sticks deep into the chest of the bearded devil, missing one of the snake heads by a fraction. That is then going to be Izzy's turn. Excellent. Okay. I believe you now have fireball. Now, you do not I'm all... not doing that in the basement! And also, you, you are aware that devils, uh, all, pretty much all devils are immune to fire and poison. Damn it. Also, I don't think I have fireball yet. You well, that's oh, I do. Okay. That no, that's puts right. paid to my idea of casting Stinking Cloud down there. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> it makes them vomit instead of doing anything on their turns. Great. I have a plan. What I it's was gross. going to do... <laughs> So I basically I would like to cast Shatter. Shatter, okay, on good. The yeah. bearded devil. <laughs> Great. Which should have the other three in the radius. Yeah, what's the what's the um, radius? So ten foot radius. Good, yeah, that Centered on that point. That will include all of them. Make a constitution saving throw. No. Alright. God damn it. <laughs> I don't mind. No, my whole plan rested on you doing that. So they rolled a two. Um I would like to also cast that at a third level. Good. Which means as opposed to the three D eight thunder damage, it'll be 48 thunder damage to right. each. Fantastic. So there is an echoing boom sound as the shatter spell takes hold of all of them. Yes. Dealing. Dealing. <laughs> Eight points of damage to each. Fantastic. So there is, a, as, as mentioned, a thunderous boom and the bearded devil just howls in pain. The spine devils, a couple of their spines actually crack like they're brittle as they're mm. blasted backwards a little bit uh, from the impact of it all. Great stuff. It is then Hurst's turn. Okay, so this is the environment like it's, you're in a basement there is a bed some chairs a couple of shelves and bookshelves around the walls and it's about a 40 foot by 40 foot 40 foot by 50 foot room because it's a, it's a big basement that has been converted into a large bedroom slash study but all the devils are within 20 feet of each other yeah they're all tightly packed in, around, around would you bed. say they're within a 20 foot cube yes, <laughs> yes. oh my god yes yes <laughs> alright uh, Hurst has got a fun new toy he'd like to play with mm. it's called Erupting Earth oh my Yay! So not stinking cloud then. Yeah, no, it's not stinking cloud because they have no problem with poison. Fair enough. 
Uh, so basically, a fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a twenty-foot cube centered on a point I choose. Vince is like, ah, my basement. <laughs> okay, so yeah, like I mean, I know he's a he's a devil, so I'm not feeling so bad, but I don't yeah. want to destroy everything. No, no, that's fair. So what am I doing a saving throw? Ah, uh, yeah, Tom. Dex saving throw, please. They are not terrible at dex, but they definitely fail. Okay, then. So, uh, no, no, they don't fall prone. That was something else I was looking at. Uh, but the area around them has become difficult terrain. Nice. Hey. So now we roll the damage. Yes, we do. Uh, 3d12. Oh shit. All right. So that is 26 bludgeoning damage to each of them. Wow. Okay, so that utterly destroys all the remaining spine devils, and the bearded devil is very, very injured indeed. So the erupting earth just like just crushes them, just absolutely obliterates the, the spine devils who are torn asunder by shards of rock. The bearded devil as well is pelted with this barrage of earth and uh, you know, jagged stone, green blood splattering out everywhere. It looks up at you with deranged madness in its eyes, and it's then Lyle's turn. All right, Lyle will cast Guiding Bolt. Okay, good choice. Thank you. Yay for being a halfling, and that is 21. Yeah, that definitely hits. All right, so that is going to be 46 Radiant, which is... That's not going to be good for them? No. It's not vulnerable to, but it's not resistant to. It's really... Okay, cool. They're, they're taking half damage from pretty much everything. Yep, that's Except for the magic weapon. Like, they're, they're, they're resistant to, you know, everything. earth, fire, cold, just everything, basically. Except for Radiant Sweet. and uh, magic weapons. Uh, that's going to be 13 points of damage, and whoever's going next gets advantage, which I think is Nadia. Uh, it's their turn. Well, yeah, after that. Yes. So, the kind of... Oh! So, <laughs> still, this poor room still recovering from the tremors under your feet. The guiding bolt, the beam of white light shoots across and strikes this thing in the upper throat, actually, tearing off the heads of a couple of the snakes that are writhing around in its Ooh. beard. And it gives an absolutely inhuman wail. Radiant damage seems to strike at its very soul. And then it charges forward. Who would be in front? Hurst. That would be Hurst. Okay, Hurst. So, it runs up and is going to swing at you with both of its. Swing at glaive over its head to try to bring it down to cut you in two. Uh, AC is 16. Okay. That is definitely going to hit you. I'm still not using the uh, screaming shield. No? Good. Okay. So, would you please take 13 damage? Okay. And, and then, can you please give me a saving throw? A constitution saving throw? Con saving throw? Yes. As the poison from the blade seeps into your system. 19. Great, okay. So, so you are not affected by that then. Let me just double check this, sorry. Oh my, that's nasty. So, yeah, you, you, it, 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 it's almost like getting struck with a mortal blade. It starts to kind of almost like the, the skin just goes black and starts yeah. to really, really hurt. You, you don't take any, any additional damage, but, you know, thematically that still yeah. happens. Yeah. Then it, it leans forward and its beard, the snakes on its beard try to lash out and uh, snap at you to uh, envenom you. That will hit as well. Will you please take eight damage and can you also make another constitution saving throw as the poison from the venom I should say sorry from the snakes uh, pumps into your blood no, system it's yeah it's a venom not poison yeah <laughs> oh uh, that's a three I'm going to use my uh, inspiration to re-roll that probably a good idea yeah. it's another three okay so that's a five overall Tom does a five um, does a does do a five anything? resist do anything no so the poison is sickening you, you start to feel woozy and dizzy and you feel really, really sick. You have the poisoned condition, 
Uh-huh. Which means you have disadvantage on pretty much everything. You have dis- you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, but not saving. All so once again, all mm. up in your grill. It's the, the snake's fangs are just extracting themselves from your cheek first as it sits there glowering at you, still dripping blood itself. Both of you looking uh, the worst for wear. Jess. Uh if I wanted to throw Hurst a cure poison potion, it would pretty much be action. my entire action, yeah. It's a, it is an action to do that, yes. Okay, so can, what I'm going to do... do uh, okay, you sure? I was uh, going Because what I was going to do is throw that and then hide for the next round. You've got advantage on the next attack action. And oh, I've, true. And I've got the ability to cure him of poison if needs be. Oh, right. Okay, cool. It's worth noting that this did this devil looks very, very hurt. A good sneak attack will probably take it out. Okay, cool. So I hide. Actually, you don't, you don't need to. Need to. You have oh, advantage. I don't need to? Yeah, because of the guiding bolts. Oh, so, so that means that I don't even need to roll my hiding. No, you don't. Not at cool. all. And to explain how that works, by the way, essentially the guiding bolt is just kind of illuminates it, making it a very, very easy target to hit. Like you can right. just kind of see it really extra well, and you almost feel a little bit of divine providence guide your hand as you go to lash out at it. Timora just gives you a little nudge in the right direction as your blade goes to sink home. Okay. So I, yeah, I get up close to this time. Yep, and describe it. Are you going to try and stab him in the face? Or? I'm basically just going, is he flying at the moment? No, no, he can't. He's he not can't a fly. flyer. He, he's a bearded devil. He's like more of a shock troop. Okay, cool. Here's a tail for help. I go to chop his little tail off then. If Dark Souls has taught me anything is you can turn that tail nice. into a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that is 21. That will definitely hit. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty bad though. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine damage. Okay, that's enough though. So oh, your your dagger slices its tail off and the blood spurts out and it bleeds out and falls, crushes down to the ground in a staggering array, still glowing with divine light, and then eventually just poof, dissipates back to <laughs> Back to the nine hells from whence it came. Nice. Great stuff. Okay, so. I'm going to cast Lesser, restora- lesser Restoration on Hurst mm-hmm. and relieve him of his poison condition. Thank you. You hear, now that combat is over, well, while that mm-hmm. occurs, you hear the door close, the front door. Yeah. And then you hear some footsteps, some booted footsteps making their way towards the trap door. What do you do? You're actually up there. I'm the up moment. there. Oh, are you all the way up? Yep. Oh, he my. He did say that. Okay. Vincent Trench. Daniel Day Kim, dressed in a trench coat and a medieval-style fedora. Mm-hmm. Still puffing on a long, thin pipe. Kind of just, <coughs> just casually walks into his office. Doesn't seem in the least bit perturbed that a couple of his bookcases are... Upended. Pushed over and upended. Just sort of sits there and looks at the door, looks at the, book, looks at the bookcases, looks at you, and then just kind of cocks his head to the side and gives you a quizzical expression more than an angry one and puffs his pipe and says well hey, not, how you doing not too bad and being a old detective I'm sure I don't need to explain any of this <laughs> maybe <laughs> work it out my friend <laughs> he, he puffs the pipe for a second and gives you a grin and says well I like your moxie believe me I I'm, uh, do I have not seen this kind of courage in some time. So, I'm going to guess that maybe you've discovered my nature and have come to cleanse the neighborhood of evil. For a detective, I certainly hope you make better deductions in the field than you have right now. Yes, I'm Or aware, maybe you're working for the Castle Enters. Wrong again, I'm afraid. Third time's the charm. Uh, <laughs> is that? 
No. Are we, are we coming up the stairs? I, well, this is embarrassing. Well, no, to be honest, <laughs> until I know whether he's going to tear my head off, I probably would have my hand out like... Oh, you can ignore that, though, but still. You can also yeah. ignore me, just like... Yeah. Um, I like your style. <laughs> I like your hat. And the fact that you're a demon kitty doesn't really bother me too much. Uh, devil, if you would. Devil. Oh, so, yes. Actually, that's probably highly offensive. Apologies. Um, no. So is kitty, but it, we'll move on. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> we heard a big old ruckus in here and came down to find four devils. Three devils ruckusing around in your basement. Not knowing what was going on, we confronted them and defeated them. And I'm up the top of the stairs because I like to snipe from a distance. My erstwhile, my companions are downstairs. Oh. If you look around, you'll see the evidence bears this story out. Yes. Do we hear him? Oh, you hear just... all of it. Yeah, this yeah. is all very Oh, no, he's, to- he's talking. Okay, someone's come. <laughs> so, <laughs> going back up the stairs. I have just diffused this situation with my own personal drama. He was sort of like gesturing. Like I'm sort of like just stay back. Ready, just like, in case. Just in case. Like, if he is going to leap at me, you know, yeah. Barry doesn't leap at you guys as well. Like, who knows? You know, and it's always quite dangerous. <laughs> so, in fact, you uh, cleared out some pests from my basement. That would be an accurate way of saying it, although downplaying our magnificent achievement of killing three devils to a degree. Four. Four. Was it four? Is it four or three? It was four. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. I, I, I lied to Nick. All right. While he's, for what seems like intents and purposes, stalling. Yes. I would kind of like to get an idea as to what these devils are here looking for. Sure. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, whatever it is, they, they certainly didn't find it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, still um, doing but doing yeah so, and, and it appears like they were looking for something that was relatively small. I mean, they're looking in some pretty small places. Right. You can say they've open books as if to see if it's you know the old book in a book type thing can I do I have that spell I was going to say does Izzy have investigation um I don't think you do, but I'm oh, curious. But well, well, I'll hear you guys doing it. Like I'll you've, just keep you've got talking up the top. I yeah. do. I do actually. Yeah. Do you have detect magic? I've got a plus seven to investigation and detect magic. Izzy, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, find the thing. <laughs> okay. 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 You ready? You ready? So, so give give me a roll. Sure. Go and get it. Go get it. <laughs> That's either a one or a twenty. Yeah, it's one or the other. <laughs> It's a 20. That's a 20. It's <laughs> <laughs> a 27 the It's a 20. <laughs> it's a natural 20. That is absolutely fantastic. So you find it in the strangest of places. A loaf of bread. <laughs> Up her butt. Baked <laughs> Into a loaf of bread. No, okay, so you so you you raise the the actual one of the posts of the four post of bed, and, and uh-huh. there is a there is a screw bottom on the bottom of the actual leg of the bed, uh-huh. and inside you can see that there is a very carefully wrapped what looks to be the shape of a dagger. You think like a sort of a ceremonial style like dagger, a crystal something. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. wavy. It's made out of solid red gold. Ooh, okay. I'm not touching it directly. But it is wrapped. You can kind of unwrap it a little bit to get a peek and see what it is, and then wrap okay. it back up again. It's like some sort of... So while that's... Well, this is embarrassing. I'll I'll say to him, so, I mean, on the matter of the former issue you raised, why are you masquerading as a detective around town? That's the best way to get information and to keep a low profile while I work against uh, those that are much worse for the city than I am, by the way. (laughs) Inciting that one. Come on for the nat 20 again. That's an eight. And I feel like, once again, this is key... So I'm going to burn a luck point because we had a long rest. So that's yeah. two gone. I, I re-rolled one. I used inspiration to re-roll one. That's uh, fifteen, which is certainly better. And um, my insight is a muscular seven, so that is a twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. We're going in with the twenty-two. Going in with the twenty-two. I mean, okay. if he, he's probably better than that, but you. Well, you, I mean, you think that he's telling the truth. Okay. Or at least he he believes that he's better for the city than whoever he's working against. I mean, that sounds like a lot of dictators and villains, I guess. But I mean, he he hasn't really been up to much much. 
mischief as we know. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Um, <clears throat> I'm working against the cult, you see. Ooh, which cult? The devil cult. Yeah. The Asmodeus cult. Yes. Like the Growlhounds are involved with. Yes, very much so. Although well, they're taken care of now, thankfully. Yes, we took care of them. Oh, well, thank you. You're helping me out already. Maybe, yeah, maybe this could be mutual. I, I think I thought we have to talk to the others. I'm probably one of the least ethical of our group. But uh, oh. how long have you been here? Oh, a few months. I guess I'll wave you guys. Having like at this point, you probably found. I, I'd like you guys probably quiet now. <laughs> uh-huh. I have heard the screwing. The fr- ooh, <laughs> and there's a silence. I'll just wave you up. Okay. You all, you all come up, and you can all see him. And he says, uh, "All right. So, I'm sorry. Could I?" Stop with the routine for a moment, and just and just drops the voice in the end of the episode, and just and, and just takes his hat off and says, "If this is just Jill Axel idiot again, I'm going to be again. so angry." <laughs> it's not. He, he just takes his fedora off and just sort of smooths his hair back. The fedora could have been the clue there. Yeah, I know. Don't just anyone. And then you notice that his hands go backwards, yeah. and he just you know the, the, the illusion of his human hands just go backwards, and he sits there puffing the pipe. I'm sorry. It's just that that. Persona can be somewhat tiresome, long-term, you understand. A good distraction, though. (laughs) To put it simply, I work for Mistopheles. However, or did work for Mistopheles, I also want to redeem myself. I would like to become a Gardalong. A what? A Gardalong. Beings from the realm of uh, chaotic, of neutral good. Because oh, oh, demons oh, is part of their oh. essence, isn't it? If they change their essence, de- sorry, devils. All of us can change our nature. However, it is not easy. I thought that dismantling a devil cult in a grand city like this, guilty of much evil, would uh, do well to setting me on the way. I'm inside checking him again. Of course. Different statement, different... Different lie, potentially. Okay, that's a 19. So that brings it up to 26. Okay. So you think he's telling the truth, but is not entirely giving you everything. Mm. Well, I will, in my very subtle way, I'll be like, that's not it, though. Come on. (laughs) Out with it. <laughs> Subtle. Such Tell subtle. me the whole deal. Otherwise, you know, maybe we can help each other. We have certainly been efficient at what we've been doing. We certainly don't want to be devil-worshipping cults in the city. You may as well be square with us. I do a little air square. <laughs> you do a little so air subtle. Is this, oh my God. Should I roll persuasion for that or something? Or? You can roll persuasion, yes. Um, can I have advantage because I sussed, got him in the middle of his ruse? Maybe. He's still got inspiration. Yeah, no, do. he doesn't. Oh. No, I don't. I've got one more luck point as well. You, you have advantage. He's rude. His rouge. He's cutting Yeah, I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Like, okay, there we go. 17. Ish. That's it. I'm out of luck today. Plus, my persuasion is a muscular 25, 26. All right. It's also a matter of uh, personal preservation. I have failed Mistopheles too many times. I know that his patience with me grows thin. Either I become a guard along and redeem myself, or I am on my way to an infernal punishment. And believe me when I say that devils know how to punish. That's sort of our whole deal. Thing. Yeah, we... With that, I'll tell you that's that 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 is now the full truth. All right, I haven't persuaded him. So, like, yeah, because Hearst doesn't trust devils, but yeah. he does like the idea of like, yeah, people can overcome redemption. Redemption yeah. is like as a half orc. Yeah, that, that now he sort of understands coming overcoming the prejudice of you know the race. Well, I'll give the little so sort of nod you. that that's um it's on the level essentially. Oh, clearly you're working against the cult. I am working against the cult as well. I see no reason why we can't help each other. 
I can be very, very useful. As apparently, he says looking down, so can you. And he looks he, he looks and says, oh, I must check something, though. I must check they haven't found it. And with that, he just, what? Oh, I'll definitely, knowing, knowing that you've almost <laughs> certainly already stolen it, what is it they would have been looking for? Oh, they're looking for a dagger. A ceremonial sacrificial dagger. One that would be required for a ritual the Casalantas intend to perform. Right. I will glance a quick glance at Izzy. Or I'll just quickly glance my eyes around to see the most guilty party. <laughs> Oh, wow, wow, I love how quick his eyes jump to me. How how is it that Izzy is your prime suspect <laughs> for stealing over Jez? No, I, was about, I, know. I was about to say, of course Jez first, followed <laughs> by Lyle, the then Izzy, then He's her. He's looking for the most guilty looking. Oh, I'm not looking for the most... that shit on lock. I'm not, I'm not looking for the most likely suspect. I'm looking for the most guilty. Because Jez would be the sort to look at Jez and have like an empty bottle of Elva Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> so, but you put it back, didn't you? Is I did. You have you taken it? <laughs> actually, no. I probably. Oh, you what know what? I didn't actually it? specify. No, I know <laughs> no, I didn't. What, so now, what, what would have Izzy done? What would have Izzy done? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. You said they probably would have slowly put it back. <laughs> <laughs> because what would have happened is that they would have taken it out, unwrapped it, gone. Ooh. No, Ooh. and then oh, 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 oh. just yeah. just gently. With all, with all the other magic bad. artifacts that we've encountered recently, it's just like, don't touch it with your skin. Don't touch it with your skin. You know, just put it back. <laughs> he hasn't done anything to us. <laughs> <laughs> just, it could be the source of his power. Nice. So, with that, he goes downstairs and and, and retrieves it. And, and, and quite openly in front of you, just, you know, picks it up and pulls it out and says, Well, that is certainly reassuring. What is that? It's a sacrificial <laughs> dagger that is usable in mm, several rituals. Uh, in particular, the turning of damnation. Uh, wait, mm. turning of damnation? Oh. Yes. Let's what? say you make a deal with Asmodeus. Uh-huh. And then you want to change that deal. Let's say this deal involves somebody being damned. What, saying, like, changing the terms of a contract? Indeed. Uh, there okay. is always fine print. There is always ways to get out of almost any deal. Or at least to change the terms and conditions. This one will allow you to alter whom is damned by the deal. That's very powerful. Oh. I'm going to give you the best tip you're going to hear this year. Bake that thing <laughs> into a loaf of bread. It's the downside of being a halfling, I can't smack you off. <laughs> no one's going to check a loaf of bread for magic items. Guarantee. Leave it in the kitchen. If anyone knows that he's a devil. I mean, devils, I assume, don't need to eat? No, most certainly not. Oh, I like to. They might have I like your turducken. <laughs> oh yes, the seafood aberration. <laughs> confirming he doesn't have a sense of taste. Then. <laughs> he says, "Listen, I have to take care of a few things, including the proper hiding, rehiding of this dagger. What do you say that I make my way to your tavern in uh, perhaps this evening, and we can have a good chat, or another location of your choice?" Sorry about the ground downstairs. Oh, he's already downstairs. Yeah, yeah says, I say sorry about the ground. That's fine. I can work out something. I'm, I'm happy to invite him in. He, he, to me anyway, he's proven beyond all doubt that he's, you know, he basically wants to become an, an angel king. Yeah. I trust that he's yeah. working in his own self-interest. Yes, mm. yes, which happens to co-align with everybody else's self-interest. And Garlon 
Godlons are actually already. <laughs> it's funny. He's turning from an evil kitty into a good papa because Godlons are sort of like dog creatures, yeah. like they're, 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 they're from the neutral good plane. So he says, "All right then. Well, shall we call it a, a truce for now? I will a truce see- for now, possibly a bargain later." <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I don't make bargains anymore, but I still." Ah, I was testing you, but I oh still, su- but I still swear oaths, <laughs> and I swear upon my immortal soul that I do not intend any evil to you lest you bring it to me. Fair is fair. That's fair. I'll give him like a fair enough. solid nod kind of thing. Like a... He gives you a very deep and sweeping bow. Mm. And um, and then and since he's in the basement, he completely relinquishes his disguise and he looks like a tiger person. He has, you know, big... He's, he's a very resplendent, very handsome looking tiger man uh, who is dressed exactly in the same clothes that he mm. has now. You know, the trench coat and all that sort of thing. And he just sort of stands up and looks, looks at you all and says, uh, well, if you don't mind, I have some cleaning mm, to do. Mm, mm. With that, you... Yes. Walk back out onto the fog-shrouded streets, and, and that is where every you're... person with a hat that I see, I'm knocking the damn hats off their heads. <laughs> like this is a thing that <laughs> knocking them off, knocking them off. Uh, Lo- so... local, local man makes nuisance of himself <laughs> again, <laughs> again <laughs> on the broadsheets. Little kids be screaming about it tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing. We'll leave it there for now uh, and scene. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.